Hi, mom. One way a conversation can spiral way out of control is through disrespectful responses, especially when they come from your teen. In this episode, I'm going to share four tips that lead to respectful conversations and healthy responses that get you both communicating better. I'm talking about establishing some boundaries, rules, and expectations around conversations that your daughter will buy into as well. So let's go. Well, before we get into that, I love, 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 love reviews. Did I ever share that with you? Today, I'm going to share one. Um, it, it's by Finneman Woman. Finna Woman. Sorry about that. Yes and amen. I am thrilled you started this podcast, Jeannie. Your support of moms raising daughters is practical, realistic, filled with faith, and so needed. Thank you for sharing your message and knowledge through your own experiences. You are helping moms help their daughters become confident in their identity and strengthening their mother-daughter relationship at the same time. Sharing this podcast with my no-problem parents, Jackie. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, after this podcast, if you find this uh, podcast transformational, helpful, I would love to hear from you by giving me a review. Did you know it's the biggest way you can thank me? And I would appreciate it so much. And you never know, I might just share it on here. Hey, Mama, welcome to Raising Her Confidently. Do you want to have open communication with your teen daughter? Do you find yourself constantly thinking about how to talk to your teen or why your girl is not opening up to you? Do you wake up with confident intentions only to feel confused and frustrated when all you get are one-word answers from your daughter again? Hey, I'm Jeannie. I too was a mom raising young teens. I too felt grieved by the loss of my sweet, talkative little girl. I wanted her to come to me about anything even if she was scared and listened to my advice. But I kept thinking, she won't listen to me and I don't know how to approach her until I found tools to create open communication. In this podcast, you will find how to connect and talk to your team and create a safe space for her to go to so that you will have that close relationship you dreamed of. Go grab your glass of Merlot and throw off those fuzzy slippers and let's dig in together. 13-year-old Jeannie, sassy, pretty determined, independent, but not really. My poor mom would have to deal with my disrespectful responses growing up. I know it made her angry to be treated that way and frustrated and hurt because her own child was hurting her feelings. She desired the respect she rightfully wanted and I believe was owed, right? She was my mom. She grew up in a, in a generation where you literally just respected your elders no matter what, even if they were wrong, even if you felt that they did not deserve it, you respected them simply because they were older than you. And that is what my mom expected from me. She got exactly the opposite. A 13-year-old that just didn't know how to communicate her feelings, didn't know how to communicate respectfully, and literally, I think... Now that I think back, it's I wore my emotions on my sleeve and I, no matter who you were, I said what I wanted to say. And a lot of times it was very hurtful. So she must have felt like a failure having her own daughter do the opposite of what she did as a child. It was no surprise that not so much with my daughter, but with my oldest son, that did I experience the same type of disrespect my mom did. Boy, even 10 times. I think I even shared this in an episode earlier that 10 times. 
Maybe you too, mom, get triggered when your girl、uh, backtalks you or uses language that throws you off or even surprises you. And it angers you that she cannot stop and think about the other person she is talking to, that she doesn't consider who she's talking to and decides to be straight up disrespectful. Or even controls her, she can't even control her actions, which only elicits an equal reaction back at her. And now the both of you are in a yelling match.、Uh, I've been there too, Mama, so I can totally relate. You don't want them growing up disrespectful. And the lack of self control has you going crazy, right? Like, why can't she just control her mouth? Why can't she just stop and think for a minute that this isn't okay to be yelling or disrespecting, especially her mom? You want a sense of being a, her to be a good human to others and treating others the way she would like to be treated, right? And it probably even drives you crazy the way she treats her friends so much nicer than she treats her own family members. We definitely want her honoring her mother and father, right? I know we all want that for our daughters and for our communication with her. So today I'm going to share what has worked for us in this household. It's not to say we don't have times where we don't do this perfectly or have moments of weaknesses or maybe just had a bad day and had a blowout. Believe me, it happens in our home. But establishing a firm structure and boundaries can help your girl be held accountable as well as guide you, mama, to help her, right? I'm gonna share establishing boundaries, expectations, and rules around conversations that your teen girl will buy into. So, are you ready for these four tips? Go grab your notebook and pen. Here we go. I want you to first assess your current rules. Well, what exactly is a rule? Let's go back to that. A rule, according to dictionary.com, is one of a set of explicit or understood regulations or principles governing, governing conduct within a particular activity or sphere. Basically, these are the, the line in the ground absolutely do not break these rules. We must all follow them, right? Rules around language use. Right? You might want to assess exactly what are your rules around language use. In our family, it's be respectful of others, meaning we don't cuss at each other, we don't call each other's names, we definitely don't、um, scream at the top of our voice threatening another family member. So that's a rule in our family under be respectful. And also, how, how you treat others in the family. What does your rule say about how, we treat, how you treat others in the family? Do you, they need to be more specific? When you look at your family rules, and maybe you just never thought of revisiting your rules because it, it's been such a long time since you've established these rules when they were younger, that maybe these rules need to come back out again, right?、They're, sometimes our rules are unspoken rules that we never readdress, but maybe it's time to. Readdress some of these rules, or maybe it's time for them to be a little bit more specific and clear so that your teen daughter can understand what the expectations are in the home, especially when it comes to how we speak to one another. 
They're unchanging and unwavering. And are they crystal clear, right? So our rule again in our family is we respect each other. And that is very crystal clear. We just simply respect each other. If you're doing something intentionally to disrespect somebody else, you just broken our rule, right? Now, again, see, there's some gray area, and I'll go over that because the gray area really is the boundaries we set and the, the room that we give our girls to navigate around this rule, right? So when we say uh, respect each other and we snap at someone unintentionally, right, which mean, meaning like we just happen to catch them at a bad time, do we give them a little bit more grace because of it, because of the circumstances, right? Or as opposed to someone just going to that person in anger and starts beating them up, right? There's a difference between the first example and the second example. So we need to be a little bit clear on that. Now, the second tip is what are your boundaries around these rules? What's a boundary? A boundary is a line that marks the limits of an area or a dividing line. Think of a fence, you know, of on a property. The boundary is the fence line. As your child gets older, these boundaries should move, right? We do move those. We may not move our rule, but we definitely move our boundaries. For example, our boundary for our younger kid would be, um, I used that example with touching the stove er uh, earlier in one of my earlier episodes. As a three-year-old, the boundary is you are not allowed to touch the stove because you will get burned. But a 13-year-old doesn't need that boundary anymore. Actually, a 13-year-old should be allowed to use a stove because they should be able to cook at this point, right? Or at least begin to cook. That's part of independence. So those are the types of boundaries I'm saying. What are your boundaries and do we need to move the mark? Do we need to widen them, widen them a little bit? And these are opportunities for their growth. As we widen the boundaries, right, there's more area in the middle to move around. These are the choices that you're giving your daughter to make, right? You're allowing her independence by making choices within these wider boundaries. More choices equals more responsibility, and that also equals higher consequences, right? As an adult, our consequences for our choices are a lot higher than as a child making wrong choices for their life, right? So my little nephew who is three years old, if he were to bite somebody, his consequence would be, okay, you get to stand in the corner and after that, you're going to apologize to this person. But if I were to hurt someone as an adult, I could go to jail for that, for battery, right? So that's the analogy here when we say more choices equals more responsibility, which equals higher consequences. So as you widen the boundaries, you're also upping the consequences. And this is where you can have buy-in for your daughter because those consequences can be negotiated prior to signing a contract, right, with your daughter. And yes, we do contracts in our home too, because they're binding and they're, uh, it's a verbal and written agreement to what I'm holding them accountable to. So when you set these boundaries and they decide to overstep these boundaries and break them, 
there are some consequences. And this is where you get to sit down with your daughter and negotiate. What do you think the consequence should be for this? Right. And you write that down. She signs it. And so when she does overstep that boundary, she agreed to a certain consequence and it was her word. And so she can't really argue it. Right. So this is where you can lessen some of that disrespectful conversation, because a lot of times why girls, especially even teens, become disrespectful is because they're not understanding something. And when we're clear and it came out of their mouth and they understand that the expectations are right there and and clarified, the less likely they will become disrespectful because they get it right? They're no longer children. They understand what's going on. And sometimes the disrespect comes out of the expectation that we don't think that they understand, right? What are your boundaries for respecting each other? Actions around showing respect. And where is your line? No hitting, no yelling, no walking out, no rolling your eyes, right? So we don't want to nitpick these boundaries because we want to give them room to make the choice. They know right from wrong and let allow them to choose so that they can grow. Choices equals independence, right? And responsibility, or these choices could lead to independence to consequences. Okay. I hope that makes sense. And again, you know, this podcast is all about setting boundaries and expectations and helping us build this relationship so we can have those open communications with our daughter. And you'll there'll be many episodes where we get a little bit more specific about what a boundary is, how to examples of how to widen them, what what other moms are doing to establish and reestablish some boundaries, right? I want you to come in, visit every now and then. If you're not following me, follow me on here so that you can get all this good juicy details, right? Juicy information about open conversations with your daughter. Okay, the third, one, two, three, is expectations. We need to change our expectations, allowing her to leave in a heated conversation, right? I know I do that with my children. I allow them the choice to leave because it's also teaching them how to self-regulate, right? I know I don't like being pushed in the corner this anger is like boiling in me and thinking that I can just calm myself down when I'm feeling angered where I really just need to walk away. Some people can handle that and some people cannot. I know, I know two of my children cannot. And so they are allowed to leave in a heated conversation. Um, You can use a code word, right? A code word is a word that's mutually discussed that if they say that word, they're allowed to leave. It's their escape button, right? So maybe that's something uh, you can establish with your daughter is a code word so that she can regulate herself when she is about to react and out of anger or emotion, which leads to disrespectful behavior. And if we have a safe word, that's the the better word for, for instead of code word, safe word. When she uses that safe word, then she's allowed that out, right? And then we also want to leave room and space for apology. That goes for both of us, right? Because we're also imperfect. I know I've caught myself um, getting emotional in a conversation and instead of allowing myself to leave or calming myself down within the conversation, 
I could blurt something out and I need to set that expectation that I will apologize and ask for forgiveness, right? We're also modeling that for our children that we apologize for disrespectful behavior and we also share that we're not perfect either. When it does happen, we can apologize right away and ask for forgiveness, right? And that's what our expectation is for our daughter. Uh, you can present your rules, your new boundaries and expectations to your girl. And this is a great way uh, to have a discussion about what these consequences could look like if they were to breach them. Now, setting these new boundaries can be a huge deal because now you're telling your daughter that we trust you, you're older, now we're going to give you some new sets of boundaries that will give you a little bit more freedom to choose on your own. But because of this huge responsibility, there are going to be some consequences, right? And you can talk about that up front. Yelling back at you, cussing at you could be uh, a boundary, right? We just don't do that. And what happens when you do? What is the consequence? Because if that is a high priority for you is we just don't want you cussing at us, then there needs to be an equally high consequence to that. Does that make sense? So you guys are going to agree upon these consequences prior to it happening. So it's not an emotional consequence based out of a reaction, but it's a already preset agreed upon consequence based on their actions. Okay. Next is give space for grace. And I kind of mentioned this earlier that there are some moments where it's not a blatant disrespect, but it just happened to be circumstantial. She was having a bad day at school. Um, maybe she's even on her period. And for some reason, it was just a bad day for her. We also need to understand that we need to give grace, give favor. And even when it's not truly deserved, right? Grace dramatically shifts, shifted my approach in parenting. You know, my faith has taught me what it looks like being given the gift of, of grace, not for what I do or what I have done, but simply out of pure love. And you love your children and you can give the gift of grace as well. Same in parenting, out of pure love for our daughters, for my daughter, for my kids, I am more generous in giving grace because I know I am also imperfect and I definitely know my teen girl is imperfect too. Do I just let them get away with it by giving them grace? No, giving them grace doesn't mean you're not addressing the back talk or yelling. It means not giving them really what they deserve. But can you imagine if you did the opposite of what your normal human reaction would be or what they might have expected out of you, right? They know when they're going to get in trouble. Can you imagine what it would be like if you did the exact opposite? How you can gracefully talk to your daughter the way you would like for her to talk to you. Can you imagine over time and consistency how the disrespectful response will change? Grace allows for our imperfections to be covered in love and not in shame. Okay, and this last one is not really a tip, but more of a thought, something to, something to consider. Are you doing the same, right? Are you following the rules of conversation 
right? There's this favorite verse that I constantly like rolls in my head when I'm in the middle of um, about to just reprimand or even lecture my kids, even my husband. There's this one verse that comes into my head and it just literally shuts me up. It says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye? In this case, your daughter's and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye. So before I go off on my daughter, am I doing the same thing? Am I talking in a disrespectful way? Am I back-talking them? Am I being, although, okay, there's a difference between sarcasm jokingly with teens, because I love that, and sarcasm to make them feel bad or shameful. So I'm talking about the sarcasm of making them feel shameful or bad. Am I doing the same thing to them that they're doing to me, right? Again, we're imperfect. And if I am, or if you are, we are quick to apologize and ask for forgiveness and are aware of that, right, in our own life. Don't justify your behavior, but explain without blaming, right? Not to justify you made me act this way or I felt like I needed to yell because you're yelling at me or I'm yelling because you did this, but explain. Like, I apologize, but I my emotions are high right now. And what I should have done was walk away or calm my voice down before I reacted to you, right? That is a great model of apologizing and taking responsibility for your own actions. You're not responsible for her behavior and she is not responsible for yours, right? So mama, take your notebook full of all these tips, the tip of assessing your current rules, What are your boundaries and do they need to be widened? Expectations, changing your expectations and allowing space for grace. And also looking back and seeing like, what are you doing to contribute to some of the disrespectful reactions, right? Maybe you don't realize that you're unintentionally modeling these, right? Because I I noticed that about myself when I started to um, take notice of why are they acting that way? Ah, I see. I see a little bit of me in that response, right? So take your notebook full of these tips, sit down with your parenting partner and assess your rules. Where can you stretch your boundaries to allow her to grow in her choices and hold her accountable to those choices, as well as apply grace to most always all of them, right? Remember, You are the best model for healthy conversations, but also allow room for grace because it will not be perfect, but it's only a season. Hey mama, if you felt like this was transformative, you found it helpful, I would love to hear about it. Go down below, leave a review. It's the biggest thanks I can receive. Hey friend, if this podcast inspired you or encouraged you or helped you in any way, I'd love for you to share it. You can screenshot this episode and share it in your stories on social media or text it to a friend who can use the support. It's the best way you can thank me. I want to let other mamas know they are not alone. I'd love to stay connected with you. You can find me on Instagram at Jeannie Baldomero or join my free mom support community at Linktree backslash Jeannie Baldomero. Until next time, live full of grace, Jeannie.